And this is Where Have You Been, a podcast about movies and the friends who haven't seen them. Today, we are continuing our spooky month marathon with a more modern scary movie, 2015's abstinence-only health teacher's favorite movie, <laughs> It Follows. Yeah! <sighs> ben, you hadn't seen this one, and it was okay. That was fine. You know, 2015 is only... Yeah. You know, it's only about five years. This was not a, um, I would say, a huge commercial success. I, I would argue it was a success, but mm-hmm. um, it was one of those movies that could have easily slipped through the cracks, which, you know, your movie, Landscape, if, if it was a sidewalk, <laughs> is very much it's full not... of cracks. It's, 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 been, it's yeah. been through some neglect, if, if we can say. <laughs> Uh, I ain't I ain't paving this sidewalk. I ain't redoing it. That's the neighborhood. Yep. You know what? If you don't like it, then you can get out of my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Touche, touche. <laughs> um, you know, I I don't remember where I first heard about this movie. I think I regularly kind of just peruse articles on movies, on like mm-hmm. best movies of the year. I listen to a couple movie podcasts. Um, I think... If I'm being honest, I probably heard about it on another podcast called The Watch. Um, I don't really need to plug them because they're incredibly popular. <laughs> um, they do more a lot of TV stuff, but they also do talk about like scary movies a couple times, things like that. And I probably heard it somewhere there. Um, and I remember thinking, well, oh, that's a really cool premise. And Normally, you know, scary movies are kind of like a dime a dozen, right? They're yes, they're everywhere, especially in the streaming realm with Amazon, Netflix, and all that. They're very cheap to make, and so usually there's got to be like a unique concept or something that I'm, I'm, I'm in on. You know, it, it usually yeah. can't just be like, all right, it's a spooky house. I'm like, well, motherfucker, dude. There's so many spooky movie houses. <laughs> I've seen them all, right? And so mm-hmm. this to me is one of the more unique. Um, story concepts I could I could think of, and so I was instantly yeah, like p- drawn in. Absolutely, like I think uh, I think you kind of nailed it on the head. Where like you know horror movies, everyone has seen a horror movie. Everyone can follow a premise of a horror movie, and it's got to have something that's different about it to make it awesome. And I think we find that here. And I will talk about this later because I this 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 whole monster itself in this movie is what I think makes it unique and uh, chilling, really. Yeah, so let's just dive right into it. Um, let's go. We, as always, start with the how'd you do, and mm-hmm. so we had you guess a couple things. Mm-hmm. Number one being, you know, it's a spooky movie, scary movie. You got to assume that there's going to be some deaths. Um, you guessed seven. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, only uh, two. Yeah, this is bullshit because, like, every time I guess high, it's wrong. Every time I guess low, it's way off. So, like, what the fuck, movies? I'm just... This is this true. Just, this just shows, like, this is how much I don't watch movies is that I can't... I can't for the life of me guess how many people are going to die in the movie. <sighs> yes. And, you know, this is one of those things where I do feel like less is more. Um, we can make assumptions that some characters may have also died, as well. I mean, we only see the two, but I don't think it's one of those movies that relies on deaths for like shock or scare factor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times you, we, there's wide variety of scary movies, and, and a lot of times, you know, when when there's just a lot of deaths, it becomes more of like I don't want to say like cheering on, but I'm thinking of like a Freddy Krueger or a Jason movie or something. Yeah. It's just there's yeah. going to be a high kill count. The deaths are going to be crazy, and you're going to be like, oh, like. Yeah, this is not that type of movie. It's more of a a, a beneath-the-surface kind of dread. And so I kind of feel like the two deaths were, were right on par. It was perfect for the for, for the film. Absolutely. Um, we also, you guess, the times we see it. Um, you watch the trailer, mm-hmm. um, and the trailer was actually a good one. Didn't give a ton of way. Um, I don't even know if we really saw... Well, yeah, we did see it a f- just a few times, and... and yeah. um, 
I had to guess, you guessed 18 times that we would see it in some version of itself. Mm -hmm. And you were pretty damn close. You uh, were only four off. The the final was 14. Yeah. And I think, like, I, I wonder, like, how many times we actually missed seeing it. Like, maybe, like, mm. is this, like, the official? 14 is the official? Um, I could not or find it official. This was my okay. count. I, okay, yeah. I, I went with, like, the blatant it's. Absolutely. There are a couple, like, it's in quotation marks. We'll talk more about that concept a little bit later. But, yeah, um, yeah, I would say official, like, it is there. It's fucking scary. It's walking towards me. And it's acknowledged, I think, where it was my yep. criteria. Okay. Um, also, we didn't really talk about the premise of the movie. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, I would highly encourage you to go see it. Um and then never have sex again. And never have sex again. It involves sex. <laughs> uh, I don't know where. I think you're going to have to Amazon rent it. So stop what you're doing right now. Amazon rent it. Um, it's only a couple dollars. Well worth your time. And uh, it's a movie about sex, right? So it's a, it's a curse that is spread through sex, right? It's like a, it's like a haunted STD, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so I had you guess how many times we would see sex happen. Um, you guessed three. And ding, 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 right on. Fuck there in. was exactly three sex scenes in the film. Nailed it. <clears throat> Literally nailed it. Good choice <laughs> of words there. <laughs> um, and then lastly, you know, this was a movie that I kind of distinctly remember being, like, upsetting. There were parts of it that were upsetting um, or just unnerving. And I like movies like that. I've seen so many of them that it's kind of easy to be desensitized um, to what I'm watching in scary movies. You know, I feel like it's one of those things, like, the more you watch, the more that you understand the beats that are happening, and mm -hmm. you get, you, you're prepared for the jump scares, things like that. Um, and it's just usually some fucked up shit that happens, right? I mean, you watch older movies, and it's like, it just feels like the progression of, like, movies are getting more and more fucked up. Um, yeah. In the, in the preview, I mentioned, like, Hereditary, Midsommar, you brought up the movie Raw that involves, like, cannibalism, and mm -hmm. so on a scale of 1 to 10, of 1 being Casper the Friendly Ghost and 10 being, like, the most fucked up shit you've ever seen, <laughs> I had you guess, like, where do you think it would rank? And you guessed uh, a 6, which is pretty solid. Uh, I'm curious now, after seeing it, are you content with that, or are you, you looking to move it a little bit? I think it still, I think it still ranks as a 6, honestly, because, like, that, that monster is just... So good. I cannot get over how well the monster, the monster, it was. Uh, so I think six still fits the criteria here. I would agree too. I would say that it's an accessible scary movie. So if you're not, if you're not somebody who really likes them, um, whether you're like freaked out or grossed out, I mean, there are, there are some parts of it that are like disturbing for sure. Yeah, for sure. But I would say it's not overwhelmingly like the whole movie. Um, and we'll kind of talk about that through, but yeah, I would I would agree with about a six on mm -hmm. the on the fucked up scale. Like it's a mm -hmm. movie that I could comfortably watch with someone who doesn't like scary movies, and I don't think that they would want to kill me afterwards. <laughs> um, basically. The nerd corner. On to nerd corner. We gotta just run through the stats. First up, a 6.8 on IMDb, which is right on the line of pretty good movie, I would say. Yeah, 6.8 is like, all right, we're good. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it with a 95% critic score, which is absolutely insane. A 66% audience score. Um, so a little bit of a disconnect there. Rotten Tomatoes always classically just, who fucking knows what's happening in Rotten Tomatoes? I just like to read out the percentages, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, it had a $1 million budget, so it was made very cheaply. Uh, right. It made about $21.5 million, which is a huge success. It's kind of, Yeah, I would say, that's awesome. Yeah, it spawned these questions of, are we going to get a sequel? And everybody's been kind of like, you know, mm, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But it is kind of cool to see this type of movie be successful, because it did have a unique concept. It was originally going to be straight-to-video release, but it did okay. so well on the... Um, I don't know what you would call it, like the, um, like, would that be like a horror premiere festivals, those types okay. of things that movies All go right. through beforehand and had a lot of buzz and word of mouth and they decided to release it to theaters and did pretty well. Um, 
and again, it's this argument of like horror movies. Like horror movies are the movies that are getting made right now, um, unless you have a superhero cape on, because um, they <laughs> yeah. they are cheap. And this one didn't feel like it cost a million dollars, right? I mean, no, it it didn't feel like it was like some kid's uh, project or something like that that he, the, that he uh, made. Uh, the uh, million dollar budget actually came from just that fucking seashell of a cell phone or whatever. That's what the million dollars was, you know? <laughs> Yes. They did just create that from scratch. Yeah. Um, all right, a couple other facts that I thought were interesting. Um, there was a version of It, so It, kind of one of the unique things, and we'll be talking about this a little bit later on, is that It changes forms quite a mm-hmm. bit. Uh, sometimes it's people that you they know. Um, usually they look semi-normal, um, except for... You know, there's there's some graphic nudity here and there where you're just like, holy shit. Um, but there is one character that stands out so much so that you see him twice, and that is uh, a guy played by the name, or the guy who plays him, his name is uh, Mike Lanier, um, mm-hmm. who was seven foot seven, uh, and he was like the super tall guy that enters her yep. bedroom and has to like duck so underneath the door frame. Probably the scariest part of the movie for sure. Yeah, like super oh freaky. Um, he was obviously. A basketball player and also was one half of the world's tallest twins uh, so he's oh. in the Guinness Book of World Records for there um, he also worked as an engine designer for General Motors in Detroit which is where this movie takes place so it was easy enough to get him um, sadly though he passed away in 2018 so uh. rest in peace Mike Lanier you were probably one of the scarier parts of the movie It Goddamn um, right we also have the lead character's name is Jay, which is short for Jamie, which was apparently a tribute to screen queen Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, mm. In the film, Jay has a sister named Kelly, and Jamie Lee Curtis also has a sister named Kelly. So the director is a huge fan of the movie Halloween. You can kind of sense some of those influences here, you know, with Michael yeah, Myers kind of being in the background, sure. this kind of silent protagonist that's chasing you. Um... The director as well, uh, David uh, David Robert Mitchell, said that uh, neither a condom nor same-gender sex would stop the monster and the, and the curse would still be passed. Um, there's some interesting interviews that you can watch where people just ask like the most insane <laughs> questions. Because everybody has like those loophole, right? Of like, this is what I would do. So it was like, what if they got into an airplane? Could it still follow them? And it was like, yes, it could get on the plane. Um, you know, yada, yada, yada. If you, if you want to deep dive on that, it's definitely out there. Um Another part that is easy to miss, they, I mean, me personally, I'm a pretty observant moviegoer, um, mm-hmm. but it, they hit it on the head just a little bit at the end, and that is the final scene um, when they're in the pool, which we are going to discuss at length, I feel like. Um, the version of it that is following Jay and throwing the appliances at her uh, is actually Jay's father. Um, who died. We don't know what happened in the film. Yeah. But there's twice you see photographs of him. Once in the very beginning of the film, uh, it's kind of tucked into her mirror. And then at the end, um, there's like a pan shot of the of the photo of him um, kind of like on her nightstand, if I think, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was an interesting little, little deep cut there. She does kind of talk about that she doesn't want to tell them what she's seen. I... I... Uh... I can't stop thinking about this, and I have to go back to number five here real quick about the director saying uh, these things that would still happen even if you tried this and this. And this is in my mind, and I'm very sorry. But what about anal? Do you think that would still count? Mm. Like, the monster would still count? Mm. This is a good question. Or, like, Just oral saying. sex, right? Is oral sex yeah, sex? Yeah. I mean, I went through the Bill Clinton impeachment times, um, so I remember <laughs> this actual argument happening in the halls of Congress. Um, there you go. <laughs> That's a great question. I would say yes. I think I think it would. I also enjoyed that I went like really deep dive. I went like really deep there, and then you try to take it back up a little innocently by saying oral instead of anal. So thank you for <laughs> well, bringing it back up. You know, I'll bring it back down because you mentioned deep dive and anal. So hey, oh my god, yeah, here we are. Oh All right, we're gosh. getting fired. <laughs> Podcast canceled. That's it. <laughs> Um, who is firing us? Who is, yeah, good question. <laughs> who is firing us? We're just firing ourselves. That's it. Um, our last fun fact, as always, is our Buffy link. Buffy link! Buffy the vampire! Uh, in this one, 
Wow, there were a lot to choose from. Uh, yeah. Buffy was on TV for a long time, and there were mm-hmm. lots of curses, but probably one of the most famous curses was the curse of Angel, right? Who, uh, I mean, I'm r- really paraphrasing here, but he basically like couldn't have true happiness or whatever. He would turn into Angelus. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the episode, Innocence, in season two, has Buffy and Angel have sex. Um, it's a two-part story. And um, this was the second part, and Angel then has his soul ripped away from him um, after making love, and he then is evil, right? He's this yeah, evil he's monster man. Um, dude. And it was a very successful episode. It was the highest-rated episode ever for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, it also is responsible for one of their two Emmy wins. Um, so, good shit. Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer. Curse. I... I, I also want to bring up, I know, like, this isn't really, it's still a curse, so it doesn't really tie back into, like, this is pretty on the nose with the whole sex thing, but, uh, and since Buffy probably does have a lot more curse episodes than I'm talking about, but I, I have two favorite ones there, and one is the episode Hush, which is these, uh, these tall-looking, zombie-looking dudes kind of takes the, the sound, the, the voices away from everybody in Sunnyvale, Sunny, Sunny, Sunnydale, thank you, God, oh my God, I couldn't, I almost blew my head up thinking about that, uh, and that was a cool curse episode. Uh, and then the musical that they have in season six is also a curse from a, a, a happy little demon that is trying to marry Buffy's sister. And those are cool episodes. So watch that stuff. Very cool. Buffy yeah. is always incredible. Incredible show. Can't recommend it enough. You've never seen mm-hmm. it. What was your favorite part? All right. Segment of the favorite part. I don't know why I said it like that, but you know what? Fuck it. Uh, ben, what was your favorite parts of the movie? My favorite part is you saying that. That was good. Uh, no, uh, in the movie, I, I like right away in the beginning, well, close to the beginning, I shouldn't say it was like the introduction of the movie, but uh, the guy that is cursed, but we don't know he's cursed yet, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, uh, is on this date with this girl, and they're at like this theater area, and like the girl comes up with this game, Jay, she comes up with this game that's like, hey, look at these people, look at a random person, and like say uh, what you think their job is, or how much they make, or something, some of the, something along the line of that. So they go into the theater, and he like looks back and sees this girl in the yellow dress, and he's like, what do you think about her? The one in the yellow dress, and then uh, Jay looks back and doesn't see anybody, and uh, he's like thinking, or she's like thinking, he's going crazy or something like that, and he's just like, "All right, we got to get the fuck out of here," because you know he's being followed. Oh God! So I thought that scene itself was pretty cool, nice little introduction to the monster. Um, even though we couldn't actually see the girl in the yellow dress, or I think we did for like a second, but I thought that was a pretty cool opening scene. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those cool ones where they they interweave the, these all these story making premises in mm-hmm. there that it isn't just like oh hey there's this thing following this dude, right? It's they're they're playing this game. I think the game was um, who would you want to be? Oh, okay. Um, and they had like two right. two or three guesses or something like that. Um, you know he. Uh, I can't even remember his name. This is terrible. But the the guy who has the <laughs> curse that passes it to Jay, um, mm-hmm. he ends up um, choosing the child, right? Um, who's like he has his whole life ahead of them. Clearly, like mm-hmm. playing on this thing of like this guilt, right? That he made this mistake. That he whatever he had sex. This whole like abstinence thing, right? Uh, yeah. You know, like he fucked up, and now he's got this thing following him. He has this burden. Um, in the film that really is present throughout the whole film of not just that you have this thing following you, but the only way to get out from underneath it is to pass it on to someone else. Like literally you are, um, you're giving the curse to someone, which has got to be this complete, you know, mind fuck. And so clearly he's got all this right. guilt with it and he, his choice was to go into the, the, the child again, um, which was interesting. And yeah, that whole scene in the movie theater is really good. The kind of the buildup, it seems innocent. We're just hanging out with Jay and this yeah, guy. Yeah. And um, then it, it, it turns a little bit into this this freaky moment with the yellow dress. Um, mm-hmm. my One of my favorite parts is the, the opening sequence. And it, it speaks to this idea of like, we don't really see it yet in the beginning of the film because we are really living the story through Jay's point of view. And you only see the curse if it's if it's been passed to you. Uh, you only mm-hmm. see it. And, 
you know, in the beginning, when you watch it the first time, you're like, what in the fuck is happening, right? It's this girl who runs out of her house. She's in a panic. She runs into yeah. the middle of her street. She goes into this circle. She takes, like, this big circle around and then goes into her car and drives away. And the first time you're watching it, you're just like, what in the fuck is this yeah, girl yeah. doing? But after you've seen it the, a first time and you watch it the second, third, fourth, whatever time, you know that it was clearly in the house and it was following her out. And she had to, like, lure it to the one side of the street and then kind of double back and get into the car. Otherwise, it would have caught her. And so that part is just really, really cool to kind of, yeah. like, go back. It's, like, one of those things where you, you have a better understanding the second time through. Whereas the first time, it's just, like, I don't, I don't get this. I don't understand. There's really no title sequence. It just goes right into that. Mm -hmm. Um I really liked I, that version of it. I, I also have to give props to that lady because she like just ran out in heels and was like running yep. out on the concrete with heels and no pants. I want to live my life like that. <laughs> she did have an interesting outfit on. I just yes. it's like what was she doing in that moment? Was she attempting mm -hmm. to pass the curse to somebody with yeah, you know okay. dressing sexy? I don't know. Dad was home because dad yeah. came out and was like, What the fuck? Um <laughs> and it's just weird. Lots of questions there, but ultimately really cool scene. First time and then second time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh I think the explanation of it uh was pretty cool. So after I believe I, I believe the character's name was he had two names because they had to find him somewhere, but I think his first time the first time his name was Hugh and the second time his name was Jeff. Either way, Hugh goes on a Jeff with Jay that uh that de date with Jay. Uh, and then eventually, you know, it gets down to business. Bam. He passes the curse along to her. Uh, and then she like goes to, she, or she gets like chloroformed and then she wakes up in like this, this run down, uh, parking lot thing. It's a parking uh, garage. Parking garage. Thank you. Uh, and then he's like explaining how this curse works to her and everything. And I think it's just absolutely terrifying. Obviously she's like half naked and and tied down to a chair uh, and then he's like explaining the scary thing as she's seeing like this mysterious like naked person walking towards her and he's just like you can't let it touch you otherwise you're gonna die either way just going through this whole thing he's like you gotta pass it on through sex and everything blah blah, blah. it was just super terrifying and I think like the setting itself in that parking garage with that thing coming at them made it scary just just that's pretty cool and just like getting the full explanation of what's going on and now what you can expect throughout the rest of the movie uh, was pretty well done yeah, I, I definitely would agree with that. The the download, if you will, what and it was kind of crude because you get the sense that he didn't exactly know all of the rules either. You know, mm -hmm. he's kind of like giving her the rules and she's disorientated and it's going to lead right into my next favorite part, which is the camera work on a lot of this stuff was just oh, yeah. phenomenal. Yep. The mm -hmm. so she's in a wheelchair. She's tied to a wheelchair that he can kind of push around and the camera is spinning along with you in the wheelchair. So like you're, you're, the camera is facing Jay, but it's like, it's rotating around all the time and it's going, it's pushing it's, so it's really done well, to like experience what she was experienced. Um, mm. That part was really fucking cool. There's a part where they visit the uh, high school and there's this long pan shot where like, you're like, oh, okay, it's just a high school. And then you see like, there's somebody in the background walking towards the camera and you're like, what oh, the yeah. fuck, dude? What uh -huh, the fuck? Uh -huh. Is that just a person? Is that it? I don't know. And it's never really clarified. Mm -hmm. um, there's also the truck uh, escape crash where they're at the beach kind of lake property, whatever, trying to hide from it. But then it shows up and Jay panics and, and leaves. Um, and then she crashes. That scene is really great. And then also mm -hmm. the, the final kind of battle scene, if you will, in the pool um, where she is treading water in the middle of the pool and the camera's underwater. Um, you know, you can see, you see her from the neck down. Um, yeah. It's just really well shot sequences. It just adds yeah. this level of, I don't want to say like professionalism, more like creativity to the film that kind of sets it apart from a lot of its contemporaries. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I, like that camera work was like, the best I've like ever seen like a movie. It's really good. Like it's the way it can make it still suspenseful. It, it's it's super it's super good. It's super good. And I think tying in with that was the music was a very big factor in this whole uh, whole thing too to make it scary because I love that throughout the movie you would expect like a jump scare at random moments, but then it would never show up. Like it felt like uh, 
the scariest part of anything would just be like the a uh, build up towards nothing, and that's what would make it super scary, especially when you have like uh, some deep bass drops happening in with the music and everything. I think the music did a fantastic job scaring the hell out of you too, even when you like didn't expect it. Yeah, it was a lot of the, this sense of dread. Um, yes, you know which they again like just shout out the the story the director everybody that got this right in that mm-hmm. they literally put you in Jay's shoes which is this constant like looking over your shoulder this constant mm-hmm. fear this thing that's following you and mm-hmm. it creates these normal everyday mundane moments there's this extra level of tension there and they mm-hmm. nail it perfectly um you know, from the music. I mean, yeah, there are, are there some great jump scares? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's like a scene where a ball hits a window and you're like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, you know, and there's the, the scene where the, it is in the kitchen with her and it's just like, it's just weird half naked lady. She starts peeing yep. and you're like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> um, that part is like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. and, and yeah, just even like my next one is just it in the background. And this question of like, yes. was it it? And there's so many scenes in this movie that make you say like, wait a minute. Um, and you really spot them on your second time watching because mm. they're everywhere, right? Mm. They're they're in a park and you see somebody in the background. They're in a school and you see somebody walking down the hall. And it's like they could just be a normal person. It could really just highlighting this fact of like, it can be anything because it, it can change forms and it doesn't have to be like this crazy half naked person peeing themselves. It can be just like <laughs> an everyday weird looking person. And, um, that, that's, that part is just super cool to kind of go back and, and point all those instances out. Yeah. I think I got to go back and do that again. Cause that's, that's, we probably like, I know I said like it, it was probably on the screen like 18 times and I know like our official account was 14, but I bet you it was like damn near close to 40 times. It was on like the screen or something like that. Just some things that we keep missing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to give this shout out because we're making t-shirts sometime eventually, Woo! not right now, but when the equal opportunity nudity moment came, where I think this, <laughs> I think this just like this just like highlights how awesome it. I don't know. I could. I, I just. It just felt right. It just felt right because like they're leaving a house and there's like this naked dude dong out and everything just on top of the house and I'm like it's supposed to be a scary moment but I'm thinking damn right there's the dong equal opportunity nudity hell yeah I feel like we awesome. both like yelled it out as it happened we like- did we did ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know that what? was a good moment. Damn straight. Equal opportunity nudity. We'll have merch yes. one day, and that'll be the only merch. Is just That's that. It. Just one t-shirt. Just a guy with it. a dong on a house. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, actually, according to my calculations, I think that would defy all laws of. Oh my God! Shut up. Well, actually, segment. Let's let's dive into. You know, what what was just, what are our questions here? Where, where are we kind of like, well, what? Yeah, I uh, I think first question right off the bat, uh, why did the very first lady that we saw with the curse, like we didn't really know much about the movie or anything, why did she just give up on the beach? Like sh- she called her dad and was like, hey, sorry, I'm a shitty person to you sometimes. And then all of a sudden the next scene is like the next morning her leg is like broken off or whatever. I just don't understand, like, Maybe, like, she could have just been given up. She could have gave up or something like that. But, like, she just gave up on the beach. I'm like, why don't you keep running? I feel like there's still doable ways of getting out of this. True. Yeah. And I think it yeah. speaks to one of those things of, like, I think this 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 moral question of do, you obviously don't want this fucking thing following you and killing you. Yeah. But mm-hmm. can you sign someone else's death warrant potentially by passing it on, um, yeah, and who knows what happened with that with that previous character, or even where it fits in the timeline, right? You know, right. is is that another girl that um, that um, Hugh Hugh had had sex with? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, who knows? Who knows what's going on with this? And it's kind of I like that aspect of it. Like we don't know exactly where it originated from. We don't know hardly anything about it. All mm. we know about it is what what Hugh know. Which is like a game of telephone, right? Is like yeah. someone told Hugh, and then someone had told her, and you know, so it's this ultimate 
who knows what the fuck is really the rules or, or anything, like how much has been lost in translation. Like, obviously you want to do a good job of explaining it, otherwise you're, you're fucked and you're going to have to give it to somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just the giving up on the beach, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it was just from a storytelling standpoint, they wanted someone to die in the beginning just so they yeah, that's fair. kind just of knew mistakes. But yeah, true. Why go to the beach? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um my well actually is something that we both brought up as we watched the film. <laughs> and that yeah. is the uh the first sex scene, right? Talk about pressure to perform, right? Oh my god. My guy Hugh, if he doesn't do this, he will literally die from the curse monster lady, <laughs> uh, who is literally right there in the same movie theater as him, so it's close. And he's got to do the damn thing. And, wow. Kudos gotta, to him for just b- putting it in the right frame of mind. Like, that's that's a lot of anxiety to have to deal with and, and be I'm, able to pull it off. I'm going to give Hugh the benefit of the doubt and say that he's tried to do this a billion times. And obviously the first few times, it probably did not work out in his favor. So, like, maybe he finally builds it up. He's like, all right, come on. We got this. We could do this. We got to pass on this curse. This has been, like, the 30th time we've tried to have sex <laughs> with somebody. So maybe he's just like, you know, he had, to, he had to work himself up to being able to pass the curse. But, yeah, absolutely. If he's I just, this kind of pressure on me, I know things are not going to go right for me. So he's just chewing uh, Viagra shit. like it's Skittles. Like, just, <laughs> please, God. Yeah, when he's in the theater, he actually has like a bag of Skittles, and she asks for something. He's like, "No, no, no, you can't, you can't, uh, can't do this one. No, no, no." <laughs> um, another question I had is, what the hell year is it? Because like, a lot of things, either either Jay and her family are like big, motherfucking hipsters, or like it's a combination of like the '80s, '90s, and then like today. Because like you see like a tube TV, you see some weird shaped lamp. I have to go back to the shell that was used as like some sort of like uh, uh, I forgot what those uh, like, like a reader. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and I, I don't know what year it is. It's weird. Yeah, uh, in doing some research, the director kind of mentioned that he did that on purpose to kind of okay. keep it ambiguous. You know, there's there's these old classic cars. Like obviously, Hughes' car is like a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit kind of looking car um, mm-hmm. and there's also some modern ones so yeah you never really truly can tell um, or even like how old the, the characters are either you you kind of assume that they're college age you know fresh yeah. out of high school um, but yeah everything, all of that stuff is very ambiguous mm-hmm. um, I have a question of why is it so freaking slow sometimes like <laughs> does it just take a break is it on vacation because uh, there's some real big gaps a couple times. I think one, there's a, a three-day gap in the hospital when Jay is in the hospital after her car accident. Um, you know, I get that it, I don't know, did she get Flight for Life lifted that far away? Like, it feels like the drive wasn't that insanely far yeah. to the, the lake property. Um, also, when she ends up having sex with um, with Greg, um in the in the hospital bed you know mm-hmm. what a what a place for that to happen hey. um you know it's it's another three days before it gets to him so it's really like six days it takes it to um get to them and that's just i don't know it's a long time and then you look at how quickly it appears in some scenes and not some others and it's just yeah i'm just curious how it works you know does it need to like power up um, does it just get sidetracked sometimes, just doing whatever it does? I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, see, we don't know its religious background. Maybe it needed a couple of days off for some sort of, you know, holiday. I get it. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you need a couple of days off. Doesn't matter if you're a scary monster or not. Okay. That's true. <laughs> um, but also, it's the same. It's kind of like, as far as scary movie goes, scary movies go, and like big monsters like it. It kind of is par for the course. All these monsters are slow and I don't know how they still catch you. Like, I guess the biggest ones that I think of are like Jason and Michael Myers. Like, they're always like slow and still able to kill people. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I could see why it would be... Uh, I could see why this question would come up, though. Um, would it follow you in a church? No one really brought that up and I wonder, like, if it's some sort of demon and if you, like, believe in that sort of thing, would you be able to go into a church and be fine? Yeah, like... Could you, like, has nobody tried to do, like, an exorcism, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Or, like, splash holy water on it, right? We, we yeah. see it get shot. Um, that doesn't work. It gets shot mm-hmm. twice, I'm pretty sure. 
Um, once yeah. on the beach and then once in the pool. They try mm. to like electrocute it. I don't. And again, that plan, the end plan is just laughable. That was that was um, uh, yeah. I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> but, for sure. but maybe it's like uh, yeah. Is there some type of religious thing? And this is part of the thing that we just don't know. Like we and mm. and I kind of like that. Um, but yeah, nobody nobody attempts it, uh, which is interesting. Mm. You know, Monster Squad, which we did earlier. That was like one of the first things. They're like, let's go to a church. Like, what's a place with a lot of people? Church. And it's and again, that's like a well actually, because it's fucking midnight in the town square. <laughs> like, why the fuck is anybody at the church at midnight? But I rest my case. Um, I don't know. Good question. Yeah, yeah. Um, my next question is there's a scene where Jay is just like, fuck my life, right? This is terrible, this is awful. Um, and she is on a beach and she sees a bunch of guys in a boat and she just starts to swim out towards them. And the assumption is that she is going to have sex with them, right? To mm. pass on the curse. And, and we don't yeah. actually see that scene. Um, we see her at the end, you know, with the wet hair and everything, just looking kind of sad, which leads you to believe like maybe she did, but we never know, right? So I guess it's just a question of, you know, did she just go out there and have sex with those guys to pass the curse right. to buy herself some time? Um, I don't know. And that's and that's where like it kind of gets a little hazy with this whole curse rule thing because like if she did do that, did they get chased too? Like why is she still getting chased? And they must have died I don't know, right it, away. And they must have, or like it was like immediately like wow, this mermaid came out of the water and fucked all of us, and then we like <laughs> we crashed off this waterfall and died. So it went right back to her right away. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, and and if you're those guys, like what the fuck? Like here's this girl that comes swimming out to your boat um, with a broken arm, by the way. And where is your garbage oh, yeah. bag, Jay? Where is the garbage bag on the cast? Come on now, one hundred and one. <laughs> your doctor warned you, and it's yeah. just like, hey, want to bang? Like we're just they're just on a fishing trip on a boat. It, it's just like what the fuck like to put yourself I, in that position it would just be absolutely insane and they never really they never really talked about it ever again nope. in the movie it was just that one part mm -hmm. mm. weird stuff weird stuff weird um there's a moment when they find out that hugh isn't actually hugh uh, and they find out that his name is actually like jeff i believe yep, jeff. uh and th and they go to his high school to find out more about him so they go in there these two random people go in there and ask information about him to see where he actually lives and the school just gives them the information like that doesn't seem like something that really happens and i was I, this question is kind of for you mike does that actually <laughs> happen at a school you know this is a good question i feel like it depends on the information right clearly okay. you know if you wanted to enter into a school you there's sign in policy right you have to have an id but but you mm -hmm. could you could come visit me i mean not now because you know pandemic times right, right, loud. Right. but in normal times you know you could show up i could be like i'm gonna have my friend ben on as a guest speaker to talk about um podcasting or or, oh. or anything and uh and you would sign in you'd get a little sticker you know that says you're you're allowed to be in the building and then you would be escorted wherever you need to go um if you were curious about a former student, so in the scene, if you look really closely, there's a, a woman who could be a secretary, could be a teacher who has a yearbook open, and she that they're looking through the pictures, right? Mm -hmm. So they went in with this picture, um, and they were probably like, "Hey, is this, did this kid used to go here?" Which I then guess it becomes the individual person, right? They, I don't. Who knows what their story was? You know, maybe it was like, right. "Hey, we found this person's wallet. We want to get it back to him." I don't know. But if they just were like, "Yes, he went here, and this was his name," then I think, fine, cool, that's normal. If they were like, "Here's his address. Here's the address we have for him," yeah, then it's like, uh, I don't, Ooh. I don't remember if they got the address at the high school. Or if they just looked him up, then you know, using okay. a phone book or Google. Um, but yeah. A little bit like oh that was quick that was a quick way to get that info right right so yeah because like the next the next scene like they're at his house so they're I'm at not. his house right and it's the great thing of like the mom answering the door being like hey, yep. your friends are here right we've all been there and it's like oh shit uh we're gonna like, go in the uh, back yeah. mom while i explain this curse uh no we don't need <laughs> lemonade uh <laughs> no no mom no lemonade <laughs> um my next part kind of deals with Paul, um, 
what I'll just call friend zone from now on. Um, <laughs> you know, at the end of the film, she Jay passes it on to Paul, and um, is Paul Paul's plan is just to have sex with hookers? Because you know we hey. have this we have the scene where he drives by, you know these these prostitutes who are on the corner, um, and it's like, is that the plan? Like he's just gonna just bang every prostitute in the city and then then how does that go like does he then explain what is happening i mean you talk about a great buffer i mean if you were if you were right. just very callous about it and didn't care about anyone else like that'd be an incredible buffer to put on of like i'm going to have sex with a sex worker who will then probably pass this thing on god knows how many times um mm-hmm. so it'll, it'll give you a little breathing room but um is he explaining it I don't know. It's an interesting thing to think about, I guess. Um, this this whole movie track. is actually this whole movie is actually just the <laughs> we didn't know, but it, Paul actually has a sex addict problem, so that's <laughs> why this whole thing. He's just like, you know what? I've discovered I'm gonna I'm gonna have sex with all these hookers. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great. I'm living my life now. This is what he wanted to do. The expensive habit. Yeah, a very <laughs> expensive habit. But also, shame on Paul for. You know, fucking with sex workers, okay? There's still yeah. people. Jesus yeah. Christ, absolutely. Come on now. God damn it. Um, last question. The plan at the pool. What? That's it. <laughs> Just what? Fucking, what were they trying to do there? Like, all of a sudden, they plug a bunch of, like, appliances in on the side, lamps, refrigerators, not refrigerators, like microwaves and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, Jay is just in the middle of the pool waiting for it to come on in. Like, what was, what was the plan there? Like, were you, I, I don't know, like... I, yeah. I don't know. It's it, weird. It was it was a dumb plan, and the director kind of spoke to that because it's a common critique, and he just said, "Well, yeah, duh. It's these kids coming up with the plan, and they're stupid." All right. Um, and so it's Fair. like, oh, okay, I get it. Then I, I suppose, but yeah, because it's like it got, literally got shot in the back of the head and kept mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you think electrocuting it in a pool would work? And also, like Jay was in the pool. Yeah. Right. So like That's... Jay was gonna have to swim out, and it and it. At the beginning, too, you Hugh did mention like it's smart, like it's not stupid. It'll mm-hmm. it'll get it when you're trying to trick it, which this mm-hmm. clearly was, and it clearly didn't work because it just started to throw the appliances into the pool, which you know, yeah. Jay didn't get electrocuted there, I guess. Thank goodness. Um, Thank God. But yeah, it's um, the end plan was was a little rough. It was not good. No. Not good. Questionable. No. One, two, three. This is a sound check. Now, the sound check. Where are we at, Ben? Sound check. Relatively new guy to the scene. His name is Richard Vreeland, but he's better known for his stage name, uh, Disaster Piece, and Piece is spelled uh, P-E-A-C-E, so it's pretty nice. Disaster Piece. It's a great name. I like it. Um, Yeah, it's good. Um, He is an American composer and musician known for his work as a chiptune artist. Vreeland stepped into film score composition from the 2015 film It Follows. Here we are. He's also 34 years old. What is chiptune, you ask? I'm glad you asked. Thank you so much. It is a style of synthetic electronic music made uh, using the programmable sounds of generators. Oh, God. Programma programmable sound generator don't know how to talk sound chip uh, sound chips or it synthesizes in vintage arcade machines computers and video game consoles and you could definitely hear that like actually going back and listen to a lot of his work it is pretty badass like hearing like those 8-bit noises and stuff like that like yeah it's pretty cool the soundtrack is amazing and it's really it cool is music. it is he does a really well uh, he, he does a really good job with the score uh and making everything uh, uh scary like i mentioned before like having that sound where like you have a feeling there's going to be a jump scare and then nothing happens but like this intense synthesized music with using like these vintage video game sounds uh just scary scary stuff especially like there's like a when they, I mentioned this before, but when you get to like a, a big scary part and something happens, there's like this big deep bass drop that happens, and I thought that was super cool. Like it's so, like the bass drop is so deep it like shakes your chest a little bit, and it's it's badass. It's pretty cool. Um, some of his notable work, uh, Fez. It's a video game. I have it on the PS4. It was a free download for um, PS Plus players, and that's pretty cool. Uh, he also did an adventure an episode of Adventure Time. Um, he's been working on video game soundtracks since like 2009, some smaller independent games that were showcased on the Wii, th- Xbox 360, and PC, obviously the PS4 as well. 
And I think, uh, you know, he's a young dude, so I feel like he's got a lot of work ahead of him, and I think he's going to get a lot of work because, like, I think he did a fantastic job with It Follows and made everything scary. It was nice. Yeah, like, just really great job of, like, setting the mood and just a unique style. Yeah. So uh, definitely check out his work. You can obviously just YouTube the soundtrack um, yeah. as well. YouTube the soundtrack. He's got he's got more stuff on Spotify, too. And if you're, like, really into, like, some lo-fi stuff right now, like, I'm starting to get into lo-fi, and it's pretty cool. It's, like, really chill stuff. Like, he kind of, like, dabbles in that, too. So I, I would suggest checking him out on Spotify as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and the name is Disaster Piece as well. Mm-hmm. Disaster Piece. Mm-hmm. Water cooler, water cooler talk, oh, yeah. Water cooler time. We've got a couple things I'd like to talk about here. Um, yes. The first being... Mount Rushmore of movies with a curse in it. Now, mm-hmm. I'm, I didn't clarify this. Well, I think I might have clarified it. Of not just a movie production that is cursed, right? But like an actual, yes. like it's a part of the story. So, mm-hmm. what do we got? What are your four? Okay, I'm gonna go with one that I feel like it, it kind of belongs in this. Uh, actually, it does belong in this list, and it, it follows the horror movie aspect. But The Ring. Nice little watching a little bit of video, dying in seven days. Ooh, that's some scary curse stuff. Uh, another one that I feel like is a Halloween staple is Hocus Pocus, the one with Bette Midler and Sarah Michelle. Nope, not Sarah Michelle Geller. Sarah, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yep. And, oh, I forgot the last sister's name. Damn it, but she's really cool. Um, Hocus Pocus, still kind of a curse because she, like, reads in her, like, little book that's saying that if a virgin lights the candle... Uh, then they'll come back to life. And also, this kind of breaks the mold of, like, the women needing needing to be a virgin, the Hocus Pocus does. Because it's that it's that dude, the dude that, like, lights the candle up, and he's a virgin, and he, he brings him back to life. This so is true. Cool. Uh, the third um, Hocus Pocus, which, as well, Kathy Najimi. Thank you. I could not think of that name for the life of me. I know she's really cool. Um, and then I have two here that I think are going to be awesome. And I'm going I'm to say I'm fucking say it. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. That's it. That's a cursed movie right there because, like, you know, this guy was an asshole to this person and then got turned into a beast. And then the only way he can not be a beast is if he finds true love. And that fucking, that fucking calls it a curse movie right there. So I am claiming it. <laughs> it's happening. Beauty and the Beast. It's right there. Um, my last movie is Halloween. Now, it might be a certain curse uh, as long as you are not family with Michael Myers, you'll be just fine. But if you are in the family of Michael Myers, this is definitely a curse because Michael Myers is going to kill you. Okay, so that counts. I'm counting it. Halloween. Okay, I like it. <laughs> um, I had, a, I had a similar one as well. So I'll start with the one similar, and that is Beauty and the Beast. Uh, oh, absolutely a great yeah. curse movie, right? I mean, just a classic, classic tale. Um, you know, he curses the woman, um, mm-hmm. and then it's the rose. He's got to fall in love, blah, blah, blah. We all know the story. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to the animated version. The live action one, I mean, it was okay. It's all right. it's all right. uh, but yeah. yeah, just watch the cartoon. It still stands up, it slaps. Very enjoyable did you, story. Did you think I was going to pick that movie? No. <laughs> I did not. I did have one. I have one that I'm really strong about. Um, okay. I was nervous if you picked it, but you did not. My second one is a very enjoyable film that I love, and that is Drag Me to Hell, um, which mm. I don't think you have seen, correct? I have not seen I've not seen it. This might be one that we pull out, oh man, we might have to wait a whole year and do this <laughs> next year for Spooky uh, yeah. Movie Week. And that is, it's a movie um, done by Sam Raimi. Um, it was kind of like a return to his roots after the f- colossal failure of Spider-Man 3. Uh, and it involves a, uh, a gypsy woman who um, puts a curse on this woman who's a banker um, mm-hmm. who has to foreclose on her home. So it's a modern day twist on like a curse movie. And it is just incredible. It's a really, really good movie. Um, I'm going to say you're not allowed to watch it until okay. next year. All right. Uh, <laughs> next year. Damn. <laughs> um, my third one is a shout out to... Uh, my cousins who listen to this pod quite a bit, and it's one of their favorite movies, and that is Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, um, oh which that's a good movie. Is a fantastic film. Um, you know, Kurt Russell just freaking awesome. Uh, John Carpenter. Uh, you know, he's it's this guy who's a trucker who has to rescue his friend's fiance from an ancient sorcerer. 
Um, and the curse in there is um, the the evil sorcerer um, has been cursed for more than two thousand years to exist without a physical body uh, mm. unless he needs unless he can marry a woman with green eyes. Um, and yeah. this, this uh, the fiance um, uh, Miao Yin who um, is the chosen one. So it's a convoluted story. It doesn't need to make much sense. It's just a great movie. Definitely, it's check just it badass. Out. Yeah, yes. Trouble in Little China is just a fun movie. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and my last one, the greatest curse movie. Oh, Shrek. Oh, you know what? I put it on my list. I thought about it, and I was like, no, I got Beauty and the Beast on there. I got Beauty and the Beast. I'm just going to stick with that one. It, it, yeah, Shrek. Hell yeah. You know, it was surprising how... Because, you know, this movie is obviously a scary movie, and so you're kind of like, alright, I need to choose scary movie options. But then it's like, there's so many yeah. of these movies who are like these animated kind of kids stories, and Shrek just fucking kicks ass man Shrek is a great movie um if you've never seen it what the hell are you doing um where have you been um (laughs) and uh go watch Shrek it's a good fun movie there's some stuff in there for adults um but yeah I mean Shrek has been cursed right he's an ogre living in the swamp uh because of this curse so Mm. um yeah that's my that's my Mount Rushmore that's that killed it oh god Shrek that's super good yeah yeah damn it that's good Um, my next question, we got a couple questions here to discuss. Uh, the first mm-hmm. one is, you know, high school sex ed. So we're, we're going to take a trip down memory lane here. Um, you know, I remember my sex ed was taught by this lovely lady. Um, her name was Miss Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wore okay. track suits and, um, she just was hilarious about it. We, my favorite part, I think everyone's favorite part is like the slideshow of the STDs. Mm. Right, where yeah. you're just mm. sitting there, and it's like, all right, this is gonorrhea, and she's just like, oh lord, right, like, <laughs> look at that one there. You're like, oh, right, everybody's just yelling, and they're like, oh no, don't look, don't look. Um, and yeah, I mean, sex ed, I think we could agree, is just tragic. Um, it's not done well. People don't know how to have these conversations. You know, in movies, they do the trope of like, all right, everyone, put the condom on the banana, right, and it's. <laughs> It's not really, like, a good... I just don't think it's done very well, right? And I get it. It's uncomfortable. Nobody nobody wants to be doing this. And parents don't want to be doing it either. No. And so then you end up with disasters like the abstinence-only uh, sex education, right? Which is just save that shit for marriage, which, mm-hmm. you know, if you're doing that, I mean, good for you. But also, yeah, right. like, maybe explore your sexual freedoms and be adventurous. Yeah. You can be safe and be adventurous, I mean, yeah. not with it, because fuck, like, yeah, yeah. the director like, said a is... condom wouldn't work. But I guess <laughs> if you were rocking the abstinence-only education, do you just show this movie? I think so. I could see this being, you know, a thing that could be used, should especially this... in, like, go ahead. Should this be adopted in the state curriculum? <laughs> <laughs> no, it shouldn't, but it'd be pretty funny. Oh. Uh, but I can see this, like, if you're going to, like, I wouldn't put it past, like, religious schools possibly doing this to scare people into not having sex. Because that's, like, I feel like with religion, I'm not sure how it is now, but I remember, like, when I was growing up and stuff like that, they, they would use scare tactics to make us not have sex with anybody. Like, it also reminds me of, like, this vine where this kid is just, like what if I want to have sex before marriage? And then the lady looks at him dead in the eyes like, well, then you're going to have to prepare to die. And it's just like, it's just like that's people used to say that shit. I could see that being used oh, in yeah. that kind of, that kind of circle, but like, no, it shouldn't be used as it. It is a little, it is a little raunchy. There's, yes. there's some nudity. That's not okay. Yeah. But yeah, maybe if you're a parent and you want to scare your teenager, yeah. um, you know, Hey, it's the it's the only time you should be using this as a sex ed video. Is if you're a parent trying to scare your kid into doing it. This is true. You shouldn't have you shouldn't have a public school showing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids, everyone get into the auditorium, right? Hey, like, I'm running. Oh, All right, gosh. turn the lights. Turn, turn it on. on let's go. Here we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if it's that much of a deterrent either. Like, I didn't leave this movie being like, well, I can't have sex ever again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, also, also, like, now you're married, and you don't have to think about that shit anymore. And like me, I'm, I'm gonna get married. I don't have to think about that shit anymore. So this movie's just like, oh man. Yeah, we're out of that weird yeah. sex with strangers game. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't um, think I was ever in that game, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> just roll out of bed and be like, all right, well, today's like, a new day. Let's go. <laughs> let's find ourselves a stranger. Um, <laughs> my next question, uh, you know, we're going to do a callback to another one of our pods where we explored the film Pretty in Pink, who has a classic friend zone character oh. by the name of Ducky. And this one has a insane representation of friend zone in the character Paul. And so, toe to toe, I get well. I don't even know how to phrase this question. I, I guess who like, is who is, worse? <laughs> who is worse, but also the best representation of friend zone. I guess. I guess as I far as like as far as like friend zone goes, I believe. If I know how to get to your answer, or I know how to get to your question here, I believe Ducky was definitely the worst version of the friend zone. This guy was very, uh, uh, um, very. What do you want to call that? Um, he felt he felt that he deserved uh, like this this woman's time and everything, and mm-hmm. it was very it was very bad. It was just very bad. Like he's, the way he like looked at women uh, and everything was terrible. Uh, Paul, you know, slightly less turned down version of Ducky, where he believed that he deserved some time with Jay, but uh, still not the greatest. But he was st- I don't know like. I don't know, he still was, like, nice and, like, was able to still do his things. And then eventually, you know, he was just like, hey, I'll sacrifice myself to get this monster off of you. And I I don't know if that's, like, Paul being a creep or Paul actually trying to be noble in some way. See, I'm going to go, I'm going to go the opposite version here. Okay. And I think Paul is a fucking creep. Um, yeah, you know what? And- yeah, maybe you're right. You know, I mean, you can, you can, Ducky is problematic as well. And I think that's why it's mm-hmm. an interesting question. You know, Paul just wants to have sex with Jay. Like, mm-hmm. that's, it's clear right away from the very beginning. Like, he's just being fucking hella awkward and like, I can stay up with you. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> all of this, like, just creep, like, you could say harmless creep behavior, but like, it's still creep behavior. And mm-hmm. then it's like, you know, like, He's just, you can see it in his mind of like God it's my chance pass it to me pass it to me you know it's like <laughs> I want to help why won't you let me bang you like it's just like Paul dude what the fuck like she yeah. is not about that and it's like you you are so obsessed with being in the friend zone that you are willing to have this curse passed to you and potentially die just so that you can have sex with this character who's really not that into you in the whole movie. Like, she's really just kind of like, ugh, right? Rolling her eyes at Paul. Yeah. Um, I know they shared, like, a kiss, like, later or earlier in their lives, like it's mentioned in the story. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, what are you doing, bro? What, what are you doing? Yeah. He just that's wore why, her down. Why. He just wore her down, which is so disheartening because it's like, fuck, dude. Don't promote that bad behavior. No, yeah, get absolutely. the fuck out of here. That's why I like I tried to I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, saying like, oh, if he did it for a noble cause, then maybe it's okay. But maybe you're absolutely right. But I, I think he did it. He's just like, I don't care. I'll have sex and I'll bang a bunch of hookers. Okay, so yeah. just go ahead. <laughs> I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> like, God, Jesus Lord. Paul. They both suck, though. If we're being yeah, honest, they, they both suck. Yeah. Um, yeah. The point is, don't be like Paul or Ducky. That's the that's the biggest thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. I got one more question for you. And well, it you got maybe, two more questions. Maybe you've thought about this. I do. I do. So, mm. the the surprise question, if you will. Oh, surprise. I'm sorry. I was going yeah. way ahead of myself here. Let's do um, it. What are you... So, if, if you were in Jay's situation, like, the curse is passed to you, mm-hmm. do you have a strat? Do you have, like, a strategy? that you, Did you think about this at all after you watched the movie or while you were watching it? Like, this is what I would try to do. I, you know, I was thinking about it a little bit, and, like, even before Amber, I wasn't, like, trying to get laid or anything, but I know I wasn't, like, I, I know I didn't really have, like, a game plan. I just kind of, like, did my thing. I don't, I don't really know. So I don't, I don't really know. I would feel bad about trying to pass this on to somebody. So you, you your strategy would be more like a life on the run, potentially. Yeah, I think so. I think it might be life on the run. Otherwise, I did think that, you know, maybe the hooker thing would be okay if they if they pass it on right away cuz I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to do it a crazy amount like Paul did. But like 
that's still bad too. I don't want. I still don't want to pass it on to them. I, I, I don't know. It, it would be kind of uh, see where life takes me. I guess you know. Yeah. Shit. It's fucked up, man. It's like yeah. you just like have a nomadic lifestyle where you just travel the world and yeah. just stay like a little bit ahead. But man, uh, like just living like that, because you remember like Paul's house, like Paul, that place Paul was staying in with like the bottles on the windows, yeah. like to yeah. be able to lure him to sound and stuff like that. It's pretty crazy. That is crazy. God. Okay. All right. That's why I would, that's why I would just live in a van. That's why I would just live in a van. There you go. Um, just lock God. it down. Now, oh, no, I'm not going to bring that up. Never mind. We're not talking about that. <laughs> so, there you go. I mean, you it's something to think about as well, too, which is the hallmark of a good movie. You kind of leave it and you're thinking a little bit mm -hmm. like, hmm, hmm, could I do it? Could I do it? What about what about you, Mike? What would you do? Um, I think I, I mean, I'd probably like hermit it. Mm -hmm. Like you'd you'd have to like give up everything, yeah. sell everything you own, and just, I guess, like just travel. Yeah. Like, you'd have to just stay a little bit ahead. I don't know how you would, like, work or make money. Because right. um, you're right. Like, the sense of, like, let's pass it a a around. Maybe it's, like, the, the, the true goal would be to, like, get publicity for it, right? So, like, someone... See, like, why would somebody famous have sex with me? Um, <laughs> like, so... <laughs> like, you... Mike, you're driving a hard bargain here, Mike. I'm driving a hard bargain. <laughs> Shit! Um... Where you you basically you find some way to expose it, right? So that yeah. it's it's a known thing, and then you just have this thing where it's like, all right, man, free love. Like everybody, just do your thing, and let's just pass it. Let's just pass it, man. Let's just keep passing it over and over and over and over again. That's gonna be like you start like a hands across America thing, but it's really like. <laughs> But it's more dicks across like, America. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. P's and V's across America. <laughs> P's you know, and V's or, across America. Or P's and B's. You know, we don't want to discriminate. However you, <laughs> however you do it. Um, but then at the end, like someone, some whoever is the last person is kind of screwed. You know, but I, I don't know. Well, that, Th that's a decent that's strategy thing. too, I guess. I think like, how does that I'm have sex think, with like, an astronaut, and then that astronaut goes to like flies. the moon, and then it gets trapped out there. Right? Like, uh, what, if, what if you did that, right? It's, like, on the spaceship. You, like, lock it in the spaceship. And then you go ooh. to the moon, and then you leave it there. I'd say, uh, yeah, how about this? That sounds really expensive, too, it by the way. I don't really know how expensive. I raise money for that. I'd have to be friends with Elon Musk or something. Which, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, oh, yeah, like, what if you, like, were in that same thing? Like, what if you were an astronaut, but then, like, you and the cursed person are sacrificing yourself to get rid of it, and you're flying towards the sun? That's that's oh. way too far of a it's way too far of a drive, but I mean like This is a good question. Yeah. God. Weird. Crazy. Yep. Unknowns. Who's the best around? Who didn't really bring the movie down? The real questions at the end of this every time are uh who are the who's the best? Who are the best around? So what do you think? The best around? I gotta give it to the monster. It. For sure, there was always going to be. This is this is always going to be the case for me. The monster is always going to be my favorite if they are good, and this monster was fucking good. It's absolutely terrifying that anyone could be. It's absolutely terrifying that anyone could be the monster. Like, sure, it might give itself away when it's like walking towards you, like directly at you with like a blank face. But like, how long was it around before you noticed it? That's like that just makes it scarier. Like you don't like you could have been there. It could have been there the whole time. Like, and then there it is. I, the monster just did it for me. Like. It's scary, terrifying, could be anybody, it for sure. Yeah, I mean, and what a just great concept and idea for mm -hmm. the um, for the bad guy. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to flip this one just a little bit, mm -hmm. and I'm going to say that my favorite was Paul, with an asterisk. Um, and it's more Ooh. about the actor. So his name is okay. Keir Gilchrist. Um and he just played the part so well of this annoying, I just want to punch you, fuck you, <laughs> I hate you, friend zone character who mm -hmm. is just, it's greatly written because I think we all kind of experienced somebody like this growing up where they're just like so obviously head over heels for somebody, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And like all the awkward behaviors and quirks that are present he just nails them all. Like, you believe this character. I know this character. I know this character. Um, mm. And he just does a really good job of being this, like, 
leechy kind of opportunistic guy who just wants to score with one of his friends um, <laughs> and gets lucky enough that some fucking unknown curse from who knows where enters his life and he's able to finally get it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, Keir Gilchrist, you're the best around, bro. Good there it shit. is. So tell me something. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Final question is the was it worth it? So ultimately, what, what's our take on this? Can we recommend it or no? I can recommend it for sure. The monster is what makes this movie worth it. Just the monster on its own right there. This could have easily been uh, a movie that was lost in the shuffle of horror movies since we've like we've seen these stories before, like kids running away from something scary. And the teens and their stories, they're nothing new either. But the sheer frightening aspect of it makes it so damn good. Like, just seeing this mon- Like, you don't know. You don't know who the monster is, really. Mm-hmm. I love it. could be that. anybody. Yep. It's so good. That's what makes it worth it. Awesome. Well, that is it for today's episode. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Where Have You Been. Like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Where Have You Been. That's W-H-E-R-E-H-A-V-U-B-E-N feel free as always to send recommendations or feedback we would love to hear from you remember as well practice safe sex out there guys Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you you might i'm gonna sound like a health teacher here you think that (laughs) it follows is scary let me tell you a story about chlamydia right (laughs) you know like so you you don't want to you don't want it burning when you pee so you know practice that safe sex and uh we will see you next time see you bye-bye